Hi guys, my name is Robert Alexander, and you are listening to the Audio Alchemist Journey. 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 As an audio alchemist and founder of Life Rhythms, I knew there was a dire need for those of us who deeply resonate with the incredible power of music and have a desire to participate in communities that are centered around our relationships with music. We all respond and relate to frequencies, vibes that resonate with us, other human beings, musical tones, and even our inner vibration. This podcast is created for those who are inspired, motivated, and driven by the power of music. This is also a podcast that offers self-discovery with sonic indulgence. I'm talking about real stories and experiences from the real deal. My featured guests are those who help others find wellness, those in various industries that desire, support, and celebrate the power of music, as well as creativity and personal expression. This is a podcast that forges community, authenticity, and learning more about the power of music. A podcast that bridges the gap between global community, as well as offering strength and support to those who deeply resonate with our sonic message and keeping things organic, always. And so, the Alchemist journey begins. Enjoy the journey. My future host is Jim Gavin. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing splendid, Robert. How you doing, man? Doing really good. And with that being nice. said, you know, we're having a little mobile interview here. So I'm going to read your bio, if that's okay. Yeah, man. Sure. Okay. So armed with the goal of helping others, Jim Gavin's mission is to write songs that make you think of a good time in your life make you feel good about yourself, and most of all, put a smile on your face. The upbeat singer-songwriter from Hamilton, New Jersey, wants to make a positive difference in the world and truly believes that music has the ability to do that. Quoted as saying, I want to inspire you to do great things as I have been inspired. The fact that she can create something out of nothing and have it last forever is amazing to me. This is a true testament to the everlasting impact we have, that we all have on each other. And Jim hopes to bring that kind of attitude to the forefront through song. So whoever wrote this is obviously capturing what you're all about because, oh my goodness, well, look what you're up to. So as you know, there's a whole bunch of different areas in this interview to explore and I'd love to interview you first. And the second part is going deep. And the third is just getting to know about a couple of the songs that you're, uh, that you're up to and what you've created and just you're able to share a little bit about those songs. So, um, of course, these questions are informal. So I would love to know what you've been up to and um, how music is making its way into your world. And at the same time too, just giving people an inside perspective of what you've been up to as a music therapist. So first question, how did you get started working with the people that have developmental and physical disabilities? And also, did you go to school for social sciences and human services? Okay, so I got into this field of working with adults with special needs. Uh, really kind of, it was just out of volunteering. And the only reason why I even got into volunteering is because, uh, you know, I was working a job in New York and uh, 
thought it would lead to something. It was in the music industry and music is my passion. And, and, uh, it wasn't really going anywhere. And I was behind a computer all day and I felt like I didn't have a soul. I mean, I really felt like I was like sort of a mechanical robot, um, just going through the motions. And I had this realization one day, I'm like, I can't live the rest of my life like this. I need to find something that's more direct that helps people in a very direct way. Uh, and if I can marry that idea with music, you know, making a difference and then doing it with music, I thought, well, that, that would be like my Holy grail. That would be like, you know, the bee's knees, so to speak, you know? And, uh, and I just thought, well, how am I going to do that? And I just started, you know, I thought that maybe nonprofits would be a good place to look at because, you know, it's always tied to a very worthy cause or a really meaningful mission. And I just went on a rampage of like contacting a bunch of local nonprofits uh, to where I live, which is in central Jersey. And so I live in a town right outside of Trenton. And um, yeah, I, I, I started, so I, before I got, you know, even a job in this field, I was volunteering at a visitation home. They help. Uh, it was like through the local, one of the local churches and every Sunday for an entire summer, I went over there and we, did fun stuff. And that didn't even have to do with music. They'd have barbecues, they'd have pool parties. They just have like get together and like say the rosary. And, uh, it was really cool. It was really neat. It kind of taught me more about being more compassionate and empathetic towards your fellow human being. Mm -hmm. Um, it really helped me become more selfless rather than selfish. And as a solo musician, it's very easy to become very self-centered. Um, everybody's telling you, or at least the people, that do come and tell you, Oh, you're so great. And da, 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 da. you start to get an ego about it. It's like inevitable. Um, so it, it, to get outside of myself and it was the best thing for me. So I started volunteering, loved it. There were people, a couple of people with autism and down syndrome at this visitation home. And I, I was like, I got to get into this field. Um, instead of just volunteering, it, it was like giving my life purpose and, and meaning at that point. And, uh, Sent a bunch of resumes out, got an interview uh, at the ARC, which um, I don't really like what the ARC stands for, but um, it's an acronym. Um, I'll say it anyway, even though I'll, you won't really catch me dead saying this outside of just explaining hmm. what ARC stands for. Um, it stands for Association for Retarded Citizens. And, and I do not like that uh, acronym, you know, the second word of that, obviously. Um, but that was the that was like the politically correct thing to say in like the fifties when institutions were coming along, you know, and, and since then, it, you know, it's really frowned upon to say that word. It's kind of yeah. like saying the N word. It's like, it's like has that sort of gripping, like putting your knife through someone's back. Like if you're going to verbally, you know, say something to somebody that's pretty mean, you know, the R word or the N word or they're, they're equivalent in my mind. Um, and so, but yeah, I uh, worked at the arc for a few years and decided it was time to move on to where I am now at allies. And it's really cool. I get to travel around the state and I get to uh, do one-on-one -on -one sessions uh, on the either piano, guitar, vocals, or um, even ukulele a little bit um, and drums, percussion. Uh, or we, you know, I do uh, group sessions too. So I go to all of our day programs. They're like kind of like adult daycare, daycare centers every single day of the week. So every day is like a new spot I go to. I go to a lot of our group homes. We do music nights. We go to radio stations. We go to recording studios. We've done some really neat stuff. Uh, and it's all, I try to do it all like for free or like really on the cheap uh, because, you know, we're at a nonprofit. We don't 
you know, make a lot of, make a lot of money. But that's how I kind of got into this field and, and where I'm at today. And the answer, you, you know, part two of the question is, no, I did not go to school for social sciences. I went to school for business management, which has nothing to do with this. But, <laughs> but it, it kind of, it, it, in a weird way, it kind of is like, it, 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 I found this like weird niche where there's not too many of people like me and that I know of really in the state of New Jersey that are, that are using music as a tool to improve the quality of life for people with special needs. Like, uh, you know, unless it's in a school setting, but this is not a school. So it's an organization. It's, you know, it's, it's not, not like you're in, you know, some elementary school or, you know, high school where they might have like a music teacher that helps people. It's like, it's a really kind of small niche. Um, so in a way it's like the business management degree kind of makes sense sometimes. Uh, Cause I feel like I've kind of carved this like business out in a way, even though I'm working with a company, I do outside work outside of the company too. Uh, I do one-on-one lessons with a couple um, people on the side and I work at a couple other day programs um, that are local to where I live. And because there was a need for it, there's a huge need for music and helping people, uh, especially with special needs uh, that I've seen. And obviously they're, and they're willing to pay for it too. So that's like how I know there's like a real big need for it, you know? Um, And your technical title pardon me, your technical title yeah. is music therapist? Uh, my technical title is, <laughs> I, I hate titles, but, but like, you too, huh? my, my title is, direct, is uh, director of music programming. That's what I am. Um, yeah, I, 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 tech, I guess you, you can't technically call yourself a music therapist unless you have an accredited degree in music therapy, and I don't. Um, so, but yeah, um, what I do, a lot of it is like in that vein of music therapy. Okay. But my title is director of music programming, whatever that means. You know, to me, if if you take that out of context, director of music programming could mean I work for Sirius XM radio. You know, like exactly. <laughs> and I like, and I make playlists for, but I don't work at Sirius. You know, so like it, it, it it's kind of misleading that title. <laughs> it's like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just saying, right? So, with that being said, <laughs> um, I was going to ask you why you do. Or why do you do what you do at work? But at the end of the day, I was actually curious too, like what areas in music therapy, like in in a music therapy setting, do you see yourself gravitating towards the next three to five years? Huh. So why do I like, I like both. Why why do I do what I do? Well, to me, I need to, to, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is to improve the quality of life for other people. And it's given me, way more back, you know, yeah, nonprofit, I'm not going to be a quadrillionaire, um, unless I invest really wisely and, and, you know, hit the stock market. But, um, that's not the goal. The goal is to, is to lead a, a purpose filled, meaningful life. And where I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that where I'm at, where I'm doing with the people I serve and support, they are helping me. I feel like sometimes more than I help them with like learning more about unconditional love, how to be empathetic and have compassion towards your fellow human being. And to me, there's nothing real much better than that. Um, I go with the intention of helping them try to learn music and be with them. And but at the end, at the end of the day, if they never learn a lick of music from me, uh, I, I wouldn't consider that a failure at all. I would, I would, I would want them to remember me as somebody who gave them the time of day and just spent time with them and really truly cared about how they were. And uh, if they don't remember a lick of music, I, I could almost care less sometimes. It, it's, I know it's just strange to hear that because, you know, you think 
but this guy's like a music person and he like wants to get the best out of people. Yeah, I do. But you know, music just happens to be that tool that gets us to that good place Well, in, 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 our, in our minds and, and, you know, in our well-being. Well, music is a vibration and is a frequency. So, I mean, you're obviously offering a vibration and a frequency for those to be receptive of it. And at the same time, too, through, through sound, you know, people resonate with it. If there's certain pitches and timbers and certain amounts of information that they may not register with them at the time, you know, you're still co-creating a frequency that's able to, to elevate and to create an impact that way. Oh yeah. You know, that's something that I've noticed a lot more over the past few months, especially where I'm at is just opening the door for somebody to open up to you. And it could have nothing to do with like maybe learning music. It's just like, Oh man, like this person's like deeply rooted in, say they have a really haunted past or their, their parents uh, neglected them or there was some sort of, you know, abuse that happened in the past. And it, and, and it comes out because of music mm-hmm. and I get to the core, I get to the core of like people. And that's like, to me, the best kind of relationship you can have is when you can get to the core of what this person's really about. And then, you, and then the sky's the limit from there, you know, where you can, you just open up like Pandora's box in a very good way where you establish and maintain a great relationship with somebody. And music is that, that kind of that tool that, that I use to, to, that gets, you know, me there with the people that I serve and support. So it's pretty cool. And so where do I see myself in the next three to five years? I don't know. Um, and it's kind of a cool thing. Um, I'm not afraid of that. You know, uh, 10 years ago, I might've been afraid of what am I going to do in the next three or five years? I'm, I'm just like excited about kind of maybe growing what I'm doing already um, outside of work and maybe turning into something where maybe I don't even have to be at a single company. I can just kind of be an independent consultant sort of thing and freelance and just really bounce around and, 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 and help people and, and meet new people. I love meeting new people. And so, so that could be something, you know, I, and it's totally feasible. You know, I'm, I'm sort of doing that. I'm doing that on the side right now and I'm proving that to myself that, there's a huge need for it. And yeah, I'll grow that a little bit. Maybe, maybe grow the publishing company I have a little bit and try to get some more song placements for some of the artists I represent there, which is like a totally side conversation mm-hmm. that we could have. But I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where I see myself uh, maybe the next three to five years, you know, doing music related things. Okay. I know that you were touching on some of the stuff before, but I know you were talking about some of the benefits. And I know a question here that I have is, like, what benefits have you seen music have on adults with special needs, especially in your area, you know, especially in New Jersey? You know, so it's, so, it's really interesting. There's, um, there's this, like, I've been doing some sort of, like, at first it was, like, more of an informal analysis, but now it's turned into more of, like, a formal analysis of songs certain specific songs that really have resonated with people that i've seen at least with special needs adults and probably the, over the over the age of 40 i i would have to say that if i play anything michael jackson anything uh johnny cash anything from elvis or anything from like a broadway musical they will most likely know it hmm. and it's really weird in one sense, it's really strange because I didn't grow up with, like, I didn't really grow up with listening to Johnny Cash. It's like not my era. You know, I grew up with like Green Day and like, because, you know, I was born in the, in the, in the sort of like the mid 80s. I was born in 84. So I didn't grow up with like listening to really like Johnny Cash. I mean, my dad had some stuff on, 
but it, we, I listen to more Grateful Dead, CCR, James Taylor, which are great artists. But like, to me, it's, it's odd that some, but it's like, it makes sense for them to gravitate towards these artists because that's probably when they were like children, right? They were probably listening to Elvis, uh, you know, Johnny Cash, maybe, maybe, and the, oh, and the Beatles in there too. And I forgot to mention the Beatles. If I play anything from the Beatles too, they, they will just like flip um, in a good way. And um, it's just super cool that these artists were out there. And I, and I think the real reason is at least most out of those, maybe there's one artist that maybe doesn't resonate this way with everybody, but like take the Beatles, right? They went through this whole phase of, you know, where they would dress up in all that crazy garb, you know, like right after they, you know, did their whole stint in India, you know, and then they had this, like, it was a big like show, right? So they were very showy. It's very like visually oriented. And Michael Jackson, super visually oriented, right? I mean, all the dance moves, all the music videos, like he was pretty much pioneered music videos, you know? Then you got to think Broadway. It's a show. It's very, very, it's very visually oriented. You know, you got singing, you got dancing, you got, you know, they're acting, you know, you got, you got Elvis, you know, if he wasn't like the ultimate showman, like then who was, you know, besides Michael Jackson. So you think all those artists I just mentioned, there's a huge visual and audio component with it. Mm -hmm. And so they probably really remembered that and that's what stuck with them. And so it kind of, when you think of it from that perspective, it makes total sense why they would gravitate towards these artists. But I really noticed that in, in the people that I've served and supported in a, in Mercer County when I worked at the Ark and now like all over the state in New, in New Jersey now. I've, it's really bizarre, but in a, a really amazing, bizarre way. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, the audio and visual work really well together and if one's taken away, they're usually, there's a different type of impact. Those two together are just amazing combinations. So let me ask you something too. And the last question I have here is, have you ever met anybody in your line of work where music has brought out a completely different side of them for the better? And if so, I'd love for you to share an experience. Yeah, there's a, man, there's a lot of, like we can go down the rabbit hole on this one for a while. <sighs> um, but, but like, because I've seen some amazing things and I'm really truly thankful and blessed to have seen some of the things that I've seen with it, it, music being at the heart of it. And like the, the direct res, like thing that pulls, people out and so I'll, maybe i'll maybe i'll share two stories that that's cool sure um because there's there's two that that really stuck with me um one of them was there's a woman that i spend time with on monday nights and i do a one-on-one uh vocal lessons with her um she has a if you were to just talk to her you'd have a hard time she'd have a hard time like stringing together a sentence she would say like hungry dinner uh food now like it was it was it was never like i'd like to eat now please or you know like she is just fragmented sentences and it was some of the stuff times it would just like be total random it didn't make any sense um but we sing together and she'll sing a whole damn song hmm. front to back not miss any words wow and so to me that's amazing because you know if you have a normal conversation like this she wouldn't be able to have a normal conversation like this in the way that we are getting in digging in deeper, making full sentences. Like it would just be like fragments here and there, but we'll sing Edelweiss from, uh, you know, the sound of music. It's like her favorite song, one of her favorite songs. And she'll sing the whole thing. Wow. And I can even harmonize with her too. Um, we've, I've made up songs that she remembers, which is super cool. 
but and it's uh, and it's like silly things like silly warm-up songs that we've done i've taken the, the song ode to joy or some people know it as joyful joyful we adore thee that you might hear in church or something um and i've rewrote it to uh like include her name in it and like different things so that we use the same melody but just put our own words to it and she remembers this stuff and it's so cool because some a lot of people think that when there's somebody with a developmental disability like they can't do anything and or they're, ne they're never going to amount to much and that also can go for people with physical disabilities i feel like there's a there's still that stigma out there of, oh man this guy's in a wheelchair he can't do anything there's that still exists in this world as as, as sad as that is mm. um but there's so many great things that people have everybody has a skill or an ability i believe that everybody has a skill or an ability it's just a matter of you find it or not or Absolutely. a gift that you have that you, or a gift that you might have that you just maybe haven't tapped into yet you know just because I'm 33 and I have a love and passion for music and I do believe music is my gift as well as, as well as like kind of reading people and a little bit when it comes to trying to get the best out of them and, and be with them and uh, really fully be in the moment. But like, maybe there's something I haven't discovered about myself even, you know, and maybe at age 50, I'll discover like, Oh my God, like I'm like this super awesome skier and I never knew it, you know, or, or, you know, or, or like, you know what I mean? Like we all have these skills that we just, maybe we haven't tapped into yet. And there's a lot of that that I've seen uh, with the people that I work with um, that uh, are throwing people for a loop or throwing some of the employees for a loop. Cause they just had no clue. Yeah. Whoa. That person, that person does that. I had no idea. Well, because maybe you haven't like spent the time or maybe you just, it wasn't the right moment that maybe they, the person wasn't ready for it yet. And they they're comfortable with you now. And now they're going to come out of their shell. So like sure. with anything, things take, you know, and so a second example um, I have is there's this guy um, that I see on Fridays in one of our day programs. He's very soft-spoken. I know he's extremely intelligent. He takes everything in. He's, he, he seems very extremely smart, but he does not talk very much. And it, when he does, it's like kind of like a whisper. And you have to really be paying attention because he talks really under his breath. Well, I had no idea he could sing. <laughs> he came in to do a one-on-one -on -one session with me at one of our day programs. This might've been like a year ago. And he got on the piano and he started tinkering around and it sort of sounded like Don't Stop Believing by Journey oh, wow. uh, to me. He started just tinkering on it a little bit. I'm like, that kind of sounds like... And so I started teaching him that, right? A few months go by. Uh, I'm still working on like, all right, let's play this song here. Uh, and we're going to get through the intro part, the da, 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 da part, you know? And, uh, we, all of a sudden he starts singing it. And I'm like, Anthony, I had no idea you could do this, man. Like you've been holding out on me like this. What the heck, man? You know? Mm. And, and then now I don't even teach him it on piano. We just cut, he comes in, he comes in the room. I give him a microphone and a small little speaker that I have. I turn it up real loud because remember I said, he's very soft-spoken and I let him hear his voice back and he has surprised so many of our uh, employees that are at this day program because they had no clue that he could do this, hmm. um, that he could sing and remember all the words because he barely, like I say, barely talks. A lot of people thought he was nonverbal. Wow. Yeah. And so music brought this out of him. So, and now we, we not only sing that song, we sing Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars now too. So it's pretty cool. We've done, 
those two songs he seems to really like a lot. So we just work on them. And, and it's like a year ago, and I have no clue that, that this guy, Anthony, could have could have, could have sung anything because he just never, never, I never really heard him say anything. And if it was, it was like really under his breath. It was like, and it almost didn't sound like it was like actual words. It was more of like almost like stimming. Hmm. Um, that's what it sounded like. But uh, just amazing. So those are some two stories that that just sort of like uh, kind of threw me for a loop in a really good way. Yeah, it really inspired me. <laughs> yeah, that must sound in, it sounds entirely gratifying in terms of being able to co-create in that experience and be able to connect with people and just just seeing feeling their vibrance inside as well and just feeling their aliveness and you know yeah just staying open to opportunities that are being co-created by both of you at the same time too just being surprised by what they're fully bringing to the table it's amazing it's it's truly amazing (laughs) well so far from what i've heard from everything you've shared i mean all of your stories sound amazing and what you've been experiencing it it sounds incredible Uh, i love to turn this area into another area right now so we call it going deep so this is the next section of what we're going to be talking about so you get to choose a topic that you've been wanting to go deep on for a while whether it's in relationship to music or music therapy or what is it music programming you're talking about but there's something i'm sure you'd like to vocally discuss in a deeper way that i'm not sure a lot of people may be exposed to through podcasts so please share with me something that's very uh, sacred to you that you'd like to go a little bit deeper on. Well, if it's okay, I'd like to talk about something that's non-music related. Would that be, would that be cool? Sure. As long as you're willing to inspire and motivate and uh, encourage those that are willing to hear what you're most passionate about. So please. Yeah. So in addition, awesome. So like in addition to, um, what I love, I really do truly love what I do. I mean, I'm, this is not a show. Like I really, it is giving me much satisfaction and fulfillment and purpose. Um, being with the people that I spend time with on a daily basis. So I, I truly care about them and I know my life wouldn't be the same without them. I'd probably be, I feel like I'd be miserable because I wouldn't be like living out my, my life purpose. Um, and using the gifts that were given to me. Um, so in addition to that, uh, we've talked briefly about this, like on the side, um, but uh, long distance endurance exercising has been something that has really uh, kind of grabbed a hold of me. I think it's almost safe to say that I might be addicted to them, to it right now, um, mm-hmm. but it's a healthy addiction, I feel like, um, right? So, you know, it could be, it does, and it doesn't have to be long distance for everybody. It's just a, a place where you can get in maybe outside of your own head, you know, um, and just kind of escape for a while in a very healthy, healthy way. Um, I, for me, long distance running has really helped. Um, and not only that, just long distance events. It like, I've noticed that, it, you know, say you're going to train for like a half marathon, which is 13.1 miles. That's a, that's a commitment. You know, you're not just going to wake up tomorrow and say, oh, I'm going to run 13 miles. Right. Um, I mean, some people do, and that's kind of, that's, that's a lot. Um, to me, you know, the whole process of leading up to an event like that, it's all about the journey and, and such is life too. Um, you know, a lot of people set goals. I mean, I set tons of goals for myself 
And it's like, I get to that goal and I'm like, man, you know, like I should have set a higher goal because I hit that goal too easily. Or maybe I set, I, I set a goal way too high and I'll never feel like a, maybe I'll never get to it. But like they're setting, setting that it's like, boom, a concrete 13.1. I'm going to do this. Um, the journey of getting to that point is just amazing because, you know, you would start off with, okay, I'm going to run down the street. Okay. That's good. Felt good. All right. Now I'm going to run like a half mile. Now I'm going to run a mile. Now I'm going to run two. Now I'm going to run three. Oh, great. I just finished a 5k. That's 3.1. Right. Okay. Now I'm going to do four, five and then keep going, keep going. Right. And this is every day you're chipping away at it. Right. And before you know it, you're up to 13. Right. And to me, that whole process of getting there is not just about getting physically in shape. It's getting mentally in shape because there's going to be times in life where you're going to friggin' suffer. Mm-hmm. We all suffer. We all have pain. And whether it's somebody who might have arthritis or maybe it's somebody who's just uh, really working hard and exercising, like I, like I said that you know I've been doing, and there's so many other people out there that do, you're going to have to kind of find a place in your mind to push through barriers and push through your inner mind you know, sit telling you, I just give up. Like no one's going to notice. No one's going to care if you stop running, but you will, right? You will. And, and, and like, to me, that's the thing that's taught me the most about long distance running is you're going to, you can, you can get to a point where you're feeling really good. It's, you feel great physically. You're feeling good mentally. Um, it's, you know, it's setting off the endorphins for you. The longer, the longer you go and the more you exercise, it's, it's a very healthy thing for you. But the most important thing to me has been getting into a good place in my head and uh, getting mentally in shape. And, and when you, when you go out and run 13 miles, if you've never done it before at a clip, it's, it's going to suck. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's not going to suck. It's going to suck, hmm. but it's going to suck in it, when it, when you get to a point where you're like, I feel like I can't move my legs anymore. Pushing through that barrier, you will discover so many great things about yourself you will, you will discover that you can push through things that you thought were impossible. And that's the thing that it's taught me, you know, and, and I've gotten more into um, ultra, ultra distance sort of events. And that's to me, it's like a whole other level. So like anything ultra distance is like anything that's over like a marathon length. So marathons, what, 26.2 miles. And lately I've been doing a lot of reading, um, seeing some videos. There's some really inspiring people out there that will do ultra marathons. That's 50 miles at a time running straight with nonstop 50 miles. That's like running for me from here to Philadelphia. Wow. From Trenton to Philadelphia. That's a far friggin' distance Yeah. <laughs> to, to run. No, I'm not even going to get my car. It'll take me like, you know, take me 45, 50 minutes to get there, you know, whatever. It's just take the main road. No running that will take you an entire day. And that's if you're like in half decent shape, <laughs> right? That right. will take you like a whole work. That'll take you in a whole work day. If you're an avid athlete practicing it, that will take you eight to nine hours to, 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 to do when you can just get in a car and do it in 45 minutes. Um, you know, eight, nine hours, you could fly, you know, you could probably almost fly to Africa from, from uh, Newark in that time frame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, like, that's just, that's just to show, that shows you like the, the, you know, what the, the, the endurance length, um, uh, endurance aspect of it. And the fact that you just continually go, whether you think you, you know, you, you are going to 
you think it's too much and you're not going to be able to go forward, you know, you can, you're going to get to a point where you're just going to push through it. And, and it's really amazing to get to that point. I, I've gotten there. I've gotten to that point with, especially with the triathlon I did this past summer. I just thought I'm going to tackle this triathlon. I've seen a lot of people doing them. I want to do this and I want to really train for it. And it was the most intense training I've done in my life hmm. for anything physically related. And uh, it really not only physically trained me, but more mentally trained me to, to just push through moments that you think are impossible. So that's, that's what I got to say on, for me, long distance, you know, athletics uh, exercise, especially with running. Um, it's had such a profound effect on me. And I know it does for a lot of other people too. But it sounds like basically from these experiences you're sharing, I mean, you're going deep in the matter of being able to expose those that either may have a genuine curiosity and may not have been really that interested before, or just you're giving a deeper look in terms of what's been working for you. And I can see where that relates to everything that we're talking about right now. I mean, it's, it's so important. So I'm really glad that you brought that up and it's, it's all relevant. I mean, it's all relevant in this, uh, this thread that's, yeah. emotional, mental, spiritual well-being. We're creating a balance here. You're creating alignment. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, dude. And however you want to get to that alignment, you know, in a healthy way. <laughs> I'm always going to stress that healthy, holistic sort of way. That could be meditation. That could be prayer. That could be long-distance running. That could be just going out on a walk. That that could just be. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out for 15 minutes and just look at the sunset. You know. Whatever can help you get to a good place and, you know, and, and like I said, you know, push through some barriers, you know, when you think things that, you know, your day is just super stressful and you're just like, you know, the boss is riding, uh, riding you all day. And just to kind of take a step back sometimes is like, and, and look at it from a different view is maybe all, is maybe all we need to do um, to kind of feel like, not so overwhelmed in that, you know, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. I can, I can. Do <laughs> Very much. Uh, true, you can. That. true that. I, <laughs> I do realize that. I haven't said that in forever too. True that. I know one thing, yeah, that, works, right? one thing that works for me is uh, listening to music and be able to work on music. And of course, being an audio alchemist, I mean, creating magic through music and being able to align myself to it or get inspired by it. And of course, doing other things too, to help inspire that creativity and connectivity. So um, thank oh, yeah. you, first of all. I mean, going deep in that area, is, it's widely beneficial. I'm sure many people will very much resonate to what you've just said. So. Um, one area of this, like this other area, which I'm interested in bringing forth to this amazing podcast is um, giving you the ability to be a DJ and be able to bring forth uh, a few of your selections that you've actually written as an artist. So what are we playing today? We got something to hope for and, and my life juice. Let's start off with something to hope for. You're listening to Something to Hope For by Jim Gavin. Year by year, 
Sing over and over, soon disappears All about something that seems so cold It can even mean nothing, but no one knows Until we go out there with open arms We may never know cold hands, it's a warm heart Give me something to hope for, something to believe How can you tell me you want more? Time to face your fears You can see where I stand still And it's so clear We're close enough to fall through You were far too near Give me something to hope for Something to believe I can't tell me you want more For you and me Give me something to hope for Something to believe I can't tell me you want more to My Life Juice, also by Jim Gavin. Sometimes a friend is all you need. Someone to talk to when you're lost at sea. I'll cast my line to bring you back to shore. Find what you're looking for 
you're looking for It's such a crazy world that we live in So many things to do in so many directions We need to slow it down and take deep breaths Before we miss what happens next That's what friends are for Life juice Sometimes a friend is all you need Someone to talk to keep you company I listen well to what you have to say And tell me things that I'll take to my grave You're just too weak to go on I'll be the one to help you pull through strong I lift you up when you were on the ground We stand up to what puts you down relationship um but yeah it's a song about world peace and the hope that one day we will get there um through really like faith hope and love um that's so yeah that's in a nutshell um it took me a while to finish that one actually that that song kind of lived with me for a couple years before i was 
like totally okay yep we're ready to go with this one and actually record it for real i just wasn't totally sold on the lyrics like uh on it for a little while i was like man there's something missing about this and i can't quite put my finger on it so i would like write it working it a little bit then shelve it for a while working a little bit then shelve it for a while and kind of did that on repeat for a couple of years and then i was like you know what i sat down and i'm like this is it and i finally finished like the bridge it was the bridge part that was totally not resonating with me uh for a while and then i just you know found the right words one day um mm. the words just kind of came uh and then my life juice is re- i love that song it's about a friend of mine uh who still doesn't know it's about him um that recent that over the last couple of years um what you would call uh came out of the closet and um was really afraid to do so because his he was a, a fearful of what his family would say or do um he was fearful that they would disown him he was fearful that uh people would never look at him the same and that he'd be an outcast and um so that song really speaks to that and and being just the song is really it's not blatantly about that but when you listen to it it'll make sense that yeah that's where it kind of rooted from um but you know in the song you'll hear that it's just about being there for someone and being there for a friend in the time of need. That's really mm-hmm. the gist of it. But, but, uh, the real like deep behind the scenes is, is, was written with, you know, the intention of like reaching out to my friend and just being like, it's, it's going to be all right, man. You know, like you get through this and you'll be better off. You know, you'll come out on the other side, even, even stronger and even better. You know? Well, I tell you this, anyone that's a friend of Jim Gavin will know that everything's going to be all right and things are going to be better because you have that ability to create a shift. I mean, from all that you've talked about with the time that we've had here, I mean, you can just feel the passion and enthusiasm that you have. And I wouldn't be surprised if people would just love to be in contact with you and at the same time, too, just get to know you and even find a way to help co-create and contribute to what you're up to. So let me ask you. That'd be awesome. With the time that we have left, I mean, how's the best way for them to uh, to be in touch with you? I mean, I don't mind doing this, and I, I've I've listened to podcasts, and people are really hesitant to give out their email address, but I'm fine with it. I love com- connecting with people, so you can just straight up contact me on my email address. It's jim dot gavin at gmail dot com, and so the Gavin, my last name is spelled G A V E N. It's a common misspelling. A lot of people want to spell it with an I and which is fine. I mean, it sounds like it should be spelt with an I, but it's not. Blame my ancestors for that. Um, <clears throat> it's jim.gavin with an E at gmail.com. And, you know, if you want to check out the music online, you can find it on Bandcamp. I'm on iTunes. I'm on CD Baby, Amazon, many of the, you know, digital distributors that you would find online. But, yeah, if you were to, if you were to just Google my name, you'd find, like, a few pages on, like, music-related stuff, like whether it's interviews I've done or just songs that I put out or CDs that you'd be able, you know, find of. I've written books, some children's books too. So you might find something somewhere along those lines that would some of my children's books, if you were to Google my name, but yeah, feel free to reach out to me on Gmail and, and uh, you know, any of the, the other digital distributors I just said about um, picking up the music and yeah, I'm on Facebook too. Um, you just search my name. Uh, yeah. I mean, simple enough <laughs> exactly and i'm sure if you guys find me of course um you'll see that i'm friends with him as well so feel free to hit him up on messenger and as you were saying via email and i'm sure uh you know is there anything else that you'd like to uh to share with you before we close <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, there there isn't really much more I'd like to add. You know, I mean, I just to reiterate a point I made earlier. It's like when we when we think things are impossible, they're really not. Um, you can push through. You know, it's having the mental fortitude to do so, and and it, it doesn't always happen overnight. You got to work at it, and uh, when you get to that place, it's going to be really satisfying, really gratifying to to get to that place where, when, you know, when the going gets tough sort of thing and you're able to push through what you once thought was impossible and, and it'll just make you, after you get through that thing you thought was impossible, you're going to think nothing's impossible from, from there on out. And that's a beautiful feeling. And it's not thinking that you're invincible. It's just thinking, you know, I can do this. I can do this. And I'm not going to let my own thoughts or, or maybe other people's fears or thoughts stop me from doing it mm. because I know I can. Yeah. And you are, you are doing it. You know, we can do it at the same time we, you are doing it. So I hear you yeah. on that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, amazing. I mean, what a blessing to have you on here. And I'm so grateful that you are my guest co-host and I mean, we're, we're doing something that's really powerful and I just really appreciate that we're doing this and Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And I mean, thank you for being an amazing guest co-host. Yes. Oh, Robert, dude, I appreciate it, man. It's it, likewise. I mean, seriously, it's, it's super cool to be on the same page as, as somebody and connect on a deeper level. And, uh, you know, it's just sharing in our human experience together and it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we can do that through, you know, for doing it through music is what I've been able to, make sense out of my life and what works for me, but it might not work for everybody, you know, and, uh, but that's okay. And just connecting, connecting in a deeper human level is what I, I really love, you know, and what I, what I love to do when I meet new people, you know, it's just getting to the root of it. Um, and you, you, you kind of open up the field for anything, anything goes at that point. And that's a beautiful thing. So about a container, you have a dialogue and you have two people or more and be able to create that. So, Right on, right on. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll keep it up and definitely uh, let's see, uh, let's see what continues to unfold. And at the same time, too, just um, yeah, bring it on, bring on the amazingness, and definitely uh, keep up the great work. Yeah, you too, Robert. Man, you're doing some great things out there too, man. Really, truly helping people. It's it's so cool to be able to do this with you. I'm looking forward to the next one. Well, folks, that's all the time we have. But let's thank our amazing guest host, Jim Gavin. To be a host and check out more information about this podcast and other Life Rhythms offerings, please visit www.liferhythms.us. L-I-F-E-R-H-Y-T-H-M-S dot U-S. Once again, I'm Robert Alexander. Have an amazing rest of the day. and look forward to having you tune in soon. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.